Hi everybody, I'm Sass Busby, editor of Flying Solo. Welcome to our weekly podcast where we step inside the minds and lives of soloists and small business owners. Meg Coffey is a digital marketing expert who specializes in social. She's the founder of Coffee and Tea, a social media agency that specializes in tourism and hospitality. And she's also the founder of State of Social, Australia's favorite digital marketing conference. She joins us on the show today to share her top tips for business owners looking to make their mark online. Meg, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, my absolute pleasure. So you're the founder of Coffee and Tea. Yeah, nice play on words there because our, <laughs> our listeners probably don't know, but it's actually spelled C-O-F-F-E-Y, but it's excellent play on words. <laughs> yeah, so, so making making fun of my last name, definitely. <laughs> so what inspired you to start your business? Um, well, the name is, I mean, definitely making fun of my name. My, my whole life, people have made fun of me for having the last name coffee, you know, Folgers crystals. Can I get a cup of decaf? And so I always said, if I had a business, I would call it coffee and tea. Luckily I ended up working in tourism and hospitality. So it sort of made sense. Otherwise people would be like, that's a bit random. So it's worked well for, for me to have an agency focused on tourism and hospitality marketing to call it coffee and tea, I guess. Um, and it's been, yeah, it's been fun. So what made you choose those specific industries to target with your business? Well, I guess I mean, there's lots of reasons. I mean, why wouldn't you want to work in tourism and hospitality to start with? But ultimately for me, at the core of what I do, I can't do anything I don't believe in, right? I, I'm a really bad salesman because if I don't believe in the product, if I don't wholeheartedly agree and use and do it, I just can't sell it. Um, and so I fell into tourism and hospitality sort of by default in that I came to Australia as a backpacker 20 years ago and just was like, okay, Australia is obviously where I'm meant to live. And this is the country that I'm going to stay in. Um, and it's hard to get a real job, air quotes, real job when you're a backpacker. Um, and so I did everything in tourism and hospitality. I was a waitress. I was a bartender. You know, I worked in all the different backpackers and sort of worked my way up, but I had a degree in marketing. Um, and so when it came time for me to start my business, tourism and hospitality was, was what I knew. It's where I had the contacts, right? And it's also something that I believed in. It's something that I could sell. It's something that I could do. And so I said to myself, I don't want to be an agency that sells everything. I don't want to be an agency that's average at a lot of things. I want to be the very best digital marketing agency at tourism and hospitality in Western Australia. And, and that's what we set out to do. It's very pointy. It's good to have very specific goals like that. I think that's something a lot of our listeners could hone in on as well because there's this thing with uh, small business owners that they think they have to be great at everything, whereas it's better to just focus on the thing that you do really well and delegate, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I've been doing so coffee and tea turned 10 in July and definitely throughout the journey, I've had so many people come to me and say, you know, you could be so much bigger. You could do this. You could make so much more money if you were doing that. Um, why don't you take on these types of clients? And 
because because it's not about that i wouldn't be we wouldn't be doing anyone any justice we wouldn't be delivering good campaigns right um i don't I, there's no guarantee that we would be making more money there's no i don't necessarily want to be bigger being bigger just means bigger problems in in my eyes you know if if we grow any bigger uh, that's more staff that means that i'm all of a sudden managing people and that i'm not actually doing the job that that I love. I love what I do. I love being on the tools. I love doing the marketing. If the business grows too big, you're not doing the marketing. You're, you're managing the people, you're managing the problems. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, small businesses, sometimes they do think they have to do everything. Um, and there's nothing wrong with me. I mean, I am a generalist and that I can do lots of things, but for my business, I really, I wanted us to be super niche and I wanted us to be the very best, the absolute best. So that when you think of tourism and hospitality, digital marketing, you don't think of anyone else but coffee and tea. Mm. So I imagine social media is a very big part of what you do. What are some things that you've seen in terms of changes and trends that you might have noticed over the past 12 months when it comes to social, particularly for your, your hospo and tourism businesses? Oh my goodness. The past 12 months, you mean the past 12 minutes? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) social media. So social media is at the core of what we do, right? So we run um, your, your social media pages, your Facebook pages, your Instagram, your Google business profiles. That's, that's, is at the crux of what we do for people. Um, And everything has changed. I mean, you, you can't go past just Twitter, right? Or or what was Twitter and then has turned into X and then just the explosion of threads. Now, short form text, these text-based apps, they're not necessarily right for everyone. Um, you know, for some small businesses, if you are into news, sports, politics, then yes, you were all over Twitter, right? Um, if you were in agriculture, believe it or not, you were all over Twitter. Um, so you might find that you're sort of having a demise. Where is where is your community gone? Well, for a lot of people, it's on threads and threads is just exploding. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I'm having fun on social media again. I'm hanging. Are, are you on threads? Have you played with threads yet? Uh, to be honest, I joined when it, it first started and I think I've posted twice. <laughs> that's okay. There's a lot of people like you and most that's, that's to be honest with you, that's the majority of people. They joined it when it first yeah. came out and then they went away. But they've since, you know, probably in the past two weeks, I'd say, it's a lot of fun. And if you have a small business, the Australian community on Twitter, or sorry, on, on threads has exploded in the past sort of two weeks, in the past week alone. Now that we have what are their version of hashtags, it is just, there's an amazing, you know, we're finding people from all over. There, there's quite a big community. Um, and you're connecting with photographers and design people and tech people and journalists. And it's, it's fun because it's that community that social media was way back when. Yeah, I think I just went, oh, another thing. Like they sent me an invite, you know, when it, it, you could only join by invite and I joined and there was no one on there and nothing was happening. It was like, oh, 
yawn. <laughs> well, that was Blue Sky. So, yeah. So, I mean, there was definitely Blue Sky and Mastodon. There were so many of these text-based apps. They're, uh, they were too hard. They were too techy. You know, people are, you know, Instagram, definitely. If you were a small business, you need to be on Instagram. Facebook, you have to be on Facebook. It is the yellow pages of our generation. There is definitely this um, split. And I get that business owners are feeling oh, exhausted, right? Because it's overwhelming and there's so much and you're running the business at the same time as trying to keep up with social media. And where do you put all these messages and LinkedIn and your personal brand? Um, it's hard, but I think, you know, the changes are that people are leaning into social media, but more into these like niche communities and you can't, you can't, use customer personas in the way that we used to. Um, like I saw this great thing that was like, it was this description, right? Of like a 75 year old rich British guy with multiple marriages, multiple children, um, and like drives a Bentley or something like that. Right. And that's your description. And so you think in your head, you know what this guy looks like, right? And then they hold up a photo of Prince Charles and Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> Two very different men, but I've just described kind of the exact same guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we, you know, marketing has changed and the way that we use social media has changed. The way that we target people has changed. Um, so I think we need to keep that in mind. So, you know, there is this plethora of platforms which ones should businesses focus on? Is it really dependent on where their audience is? Very much so, right? So you, you have to look at what your type of business is and then where your customers are, right? And, and we approach each platform differently. So like we, for example, we have a, um, we have a client that is a five-star resort. So they have every type of customer, right? But when we talk about Facebook, we're talking to the moms. We're talking to sort of the older generation that's on Facebook. They go off for our events. They want to know about the spa. They want to know about the fine dining and the wine dinners and the, and the cocktails by the pool. They could care less about the golf, right? Like that's just not what that audience is. And we know that because we've looked at the <laughs> we've looked at the metrics, we've looked at the analytics. We're not just going, oh, we think this. No, we've done the research, right? Um, and then we know that over on LinkedIn, that's different. People really need to not just look at the platforms that their users are on, also be a bit more investigative about it and and you know, look at the analytics and the insights because it is all there for them for free. Oh yeah, a thousand percent. Like the platforms aren't trying to hide this stuff from you. Like that's, it, it is all there for free. Um, you just need to jump in the analytics. Um, now you can use third-party software, but it is all there for free. So it, it'll be a little bit different in each platform where you go to find it, but go and look and it'll tell you the ages and the gender and the location. And that will tell you, and then it'll also tell you, so not just that, the demographics of your audience, but it'll also tell you the, the content that's performing well. So compare the content that's performing well against the demographics and go, okay, let's do more of what these people like. And then it's easy. I mean, it's not rocket science. It's kind of hard, but you know. 
<laughs> it's easy, but it's hard. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, like, I don't want to disparage my industry. It was quite funny. We were in the office yesterday and I was, I was chatting with the girls and I was like, see, what we do is hard. It's not just putting a post up on Facebook. There's a lot of thought. There's a lot of strategy. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things that go behind it. Yes. Technically, anyone can put a post on Facebook, but that doesn't mean it's going to be any good. It doesn't mean it's going to do your business any good. Hmm. And do you think that people should be really like looking at their posts, refining, refining? It's not about, you know, sticking bazillions of posts up. It's really about speaking to their audience. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So we look at analytics on a weekly basis. Um, we need to know exactly what is happening, what is resonating, what is not resonating. Now, don't get me wrong. We schedule our content. We plan our content a month in advance. We schedule it. It gets set. It goes up. But we're looking at the analytics. We're refining what happens. And and if we're realizing that stuff just isn't working, then we'll change things. And, and we still have room for ad hoc posts. Things might happen. Things might come up. There's an event. So we'll get that post that goes up. Or somebody mentioned us and we didn't know that was happening. So we'll squeeze that post in. So there's there's definitely flexibility that happens. It's, it's not a set and forget, um, but you need to be looking at your analytics and you need to be going, okay, so what is working and what isn't working? And we need to be doing more of what's working because your community will tell you, you know, you you hear these stories, right? Like of businesses that, um, that put billboards up next to the CEO's house just so that the CEO will see it and feel better. It's not for anyone. It's not for anyone else but the CEO. It's not for where the, the, the audience is. It's just for the CEO, right? Like, don't do that. Don't be that company. Your audience will tell you what you want, what they want. Give your audience what they want. It's not about you. It's about them. Mm. So what are some kind of common mistakes or pitfalls that business owners might fall into when they're trying to work out that social strategy? Probably shouting a lot. And I don't mean loud voices. It's that me, 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 me. It's the, the not adding value. It's the constantly trying to, to sell. It's when you're constantly in someone's face. You need to be thinking to yourself, am I adding value with this post, right? So it's a really loud world out there. It's really chaotic. And there's very little that we as humans can control. But what we can control is the content that we put out into the world. So when you are putting content out there, ask yourself, is it adding value or are you just adding to the noise? Because if you're adding to the noise, don't bother. Yeah. So what would you think is a post that adds value compared to one that is just noise? You know, adding value is something that brings, it can be light, it can be humor, it can be fun. You don't need to sell in every single post. You know, it can be something that that informs so you can tell them about your business without having to sell. It can be something that teaches so you could show them how to do something. So we have a client that, you know, is constantly teaching about the different types of produce that you might not know about and think about and ways to use produce that you might not know about and think about. 
there's lots of ways. I think it, for me, it's it, it's just the ways that, you know, you just see these posts that are constantly out there and they're the ones that are going, me, 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 pay attention to me. They're the ones that are constantly trying to sell to you without giving you any value for free. Like I want you, we, we as businesses need to start bringing our customers along the journey. We need to help them. We need to guide them. We need to give them information that is going to um, make their lives better and easier. Hmm. And what about storytelling and how important is storytelling in social media, especially for small businesses? Well, that's, you've hit my sweet spot, right? So that's what we do at Coffee and Tea. We are all about storytelling. So for us, it is, you know, that where I was just saying, you want to take them on a journey. You want to tell a story. You want to envelop your customer. You want to bring them in and you want to make them feel special. You want to make them feel like you are talking directly to them. You want to make your customer feel like you're having a one-on-one conversation, not a one-on-50 conversation. And so I think, you know, that can be really hard sometimes for small businesses. And I get it. We're all, we're all busy and we're all trying to do 10 million, 10 million things. And at the end of the day, we all just want to sell our products. I get it. We got to be more creative on social. We got to be better because we're not, we're, we're putting some bad stuff out there at the moment. (laughs) Do better people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what about user generated content? Can um, businesses lean into that? Should, should they be asking more of their clients so user-generated content is fantastic and you know it, it it works in a couple different ways i mean there's user-generated content that you can put on your own channels um and then there's the user-generated content where you're just out there you know getting them to use your product and post about your product you know i think back there's been a massive shift in the way that we use user-generated content you know i think back to some of my sort of tourism clients like say for example my resort clients you know a couple years ago we used to post only user-generated content we would post only other people's stuff now we post solely our things. We only post the professional photography. Um, there's been a shift, and I think that's because of the storytelling. We want to we want to control the visual story a little bit more. But then for the tourism destinations, we don't have the budget to have the professional photography for all of the destinations that we need to cover. So we have to use the user generated content. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So kind of lean into what's working for your business. Yeah. Regardless, no matter what, you must, 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 must give credit. If you do not give credit, you are stealing. I will scream this at you. Turn your volume down. You are stealing. If you do not give credit, you are stealing. And I've seen too many businesses that don't give credit. They just repost someone's photo and they go, oh, it's fine. It doesn't matter. And they don't tag or they don't do it properly. You must use the at sign and you must mention them in the caption. It is not sufficient to tag them. You must mention them in the caption or you are stealing and rant. (laughs) (laughs) So what's some other social media etiquette that businesses might be kind of missing out on? that committing some faux pas is there anything else um look not giving credit is is probably the big one um the other faux pas not giving credit that's the that's the one sliding into dms is an interesting one as an agency we've had people slide into our dms and tell us that they could do our social media better than we do it 
uh, which is always an interesting one. <laughs> um, I think if you're pitching for a job, maybe don't tell the agency that you can do a better job than the agency you're pitching for. Um, <laughs> we've had, yeah. Uh, sliding into the DMs is interesting. I know a lot of people will promote sliding into the DMs as a sales tactic. I'm not a, necessarily a big fan of it. I think it can go wrong real fast. I know as a person, it turns me off. It's like, ooh, gross. What do you want? Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know you. Go away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, what do you want? Like, why are you sliding into my DMs? Like, you're weird. You're creepy. I'm all about authentic. And I know that it's an overused word. I mean, it is the word of the year in the dictionary. But just I think businesses just need to be authentic. You know, if show your face, if you're not comfortable showing your face, then don't show your face. Um, post as much as you feel comfortable posting, but that is not permission to not post, right? Like you do need to be posting. But all these like, you know, two times here and four times there, like, you're going to kill yourself. You've got a business to run as well. Um, you do need to have a presence, but but do what's authentic to you. Be authentic to you. Grow your email database because as we all know, social media can be taken away from us at any moment. You know, if, if you don't have email, then you have no way of contacting them. That's not really a social media faux pas, but it's just a mistake that I see businesses making. Um, yeah, no, I think the big one for me these days on social media that I see businesses is just not giving credit is, is you know, is, is the UGC and because I see it all the time, I see it all the time, stealing other people's content. It's really bad. Mm. So tag people and mention them. <laughs> Make sure you do that at the very least. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with being inspired by people. Give credit to them. Yeah. And in terms of that authenticity piece, how can business owners make sure that they are coming across as genuine? Because for some people, just showing up in front of camera can be an uncomfortable experience. So it can make them seem a bit disingenuous. Yeah. Look, I hate being in front of camera. Like I hate doing reels. It's why we don't have very many of them. You want coffee and tea will not see me in very many reels, if any, because I hate it. I am awkward, which is so funny. Um, because, you know, I don't mind talking, but I just hate video. It's hilarious. But I get that. And my team gets that. So we work around it, right? We lean into what works for us. But I think that I am incapable of lying, probably because I'm too busy. Um, I, I can't remember the lies. And so that's where, I, for me, the authenticity <laughs> shows up, right? Because you always know what you're getting. It's consistency. So I think consistency helps with the authenticity. Just keep trying. Just keep being you. Do what works for you. If being on camera doesn't work, that's cool. You know, maybe, you know, practice at home alone. There are times like, like, I'm not joking. There are times where after I get my hair done, because I feel really good, I'll sit down in front of a camera, my phone, and I'll just take like 45 minutes worth of silly video just to try and get the cringe out. And I still have the cringe, but you know what? I've just done 45 minutes of silly video that my team can cut up into stuff if they really want to. Yeah, just keep practicing. I mean, you don't have to yeah. put everything out there, do you? You can just. No, and at least I look nice because I've just had my hair done. Yeah. <laughs> so you also, uh, do you still run the conference, the State of Social? Do I? Oh, yes, I do. We are getting ready to launch. So tickets will be on sale as of January 10. State of Social, it's Australia's, well, APAC, hopefully this year will make it APAC's biggest digital marketing conference. It's the seventh year. 
Um, we signed the contract for our very first speaker last night. Oh my goodness, this speaker, he's international. He's incredible. Oh my, I can't tell anyone and I'm so excited. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's uh, two days of digital marketing wonderment. We have some of the best speakers in the country and from around the world come and we talk about all the greatest, latest things in social media and digital marketing. It is for anyone that is in business of any kind because social media and digital marketing affects everyone. I should probably also tell you the dates of it. 27th and 28th of August at Optus Stadium in Perth. I need to work on my own marketing. <laughs> yes, you need to work on your plug. <laughs> yes. So in terms of that, I imagine you, you see a lot of data around the, the trends that are emerging. What can you share for our listeners? 2024 is going to be wild. It's going to be another chaotic year. Um, I think that there will be lots of apps that pop up and, and stuff, but don't stress about it. Focus on what's working for you. Get, your, get that website working. Make sure that your website is working. Make sure that your Google Analytics are tracking. You need that data, right? Make sure that you are collecting emails at every turn. Not that you are spamming, but that you are collecting and growing that database. I think that meta is going to be really strong. I'm backing threads. I've been known to get my predictions wrong. So I, you know, if I get them wrong, I get them wrong. But I think threads will be, threads is strong. They've got too much, meta has too much power, too much money behind this. X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it, will become the right wing social media platform if it exists. Uh, if not, it'll fold and be bought out by a hedge fund within two years. Um, I would not be investing in X if I were you. I don't think it is safe for your brand to be on X. I don't think it is safe for you to be on X. Stop posting on that platform. LinkedIn, invest in LinkedIn. That is, that is if you want to have a personal brand, um, LinkedIn is the place. I'm not so sure about those, those collaborative articles though. That uh, seems like a little bit of a waste of time to me. Um, but if you want to go for one of those top voices, by all means, if you've got the free time, go for it. <laughs> I know. They take up a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. What else are the trends? Perth in August is definitely a hot trend. I see lots and lots of people coming to Perth in August around the 27th <laughs> and 28th. <laughs> <laughs> what about um, the algorithm? You know, like people are always going on about social media algorithms and I think do businesses really need to worry about that or do they just need to make sure that they're posting just make sure you're posting there's a guy named Adam Mazzeri m-o-s-s-e-r-i he's the head of Instagram and and basically the head of threads so Adam Mazzeri m-o-s-s-e-r-i follow him his last name his account m-o-s-s-e-r-i right follow him on Instagram he will tell you when the algorithm changes. And only he will tell you when the algorithm changes. If anyone else tells you that it's changed, they are wrong. They don't know what they're talking about. Um, and it's pretty <laughs> much that simple. <laughs> so Adam is fantastic. He, um, he talks every, I think it's every Friday in the US. I'm not quite sure when it is, Thursday, Friday. He does these Ask Me Anythings and he talks and he explains. He tells you what's happening on Instagram. He tells you what's happening on threads. He sometimes talks about Facebook, talks about the algorithm all the time. Follow him for hot tips and tricks. 
And when it comes to the algorithm, stop listening to all of the random people out there. I saw a reel the other day. The algorithm has just changed. Follow this hot tip. <laughs> and I was like, mate, no. That's the other thing as well. Um, how do you know what's credible on social and what isn't? Do you just have to trust your gut or do you have some kind of tried and true formula that you've got up your sleeve? <laughs> Very much trust your gut. Very, always trust your gut. Your gut will always. I had it happen to me this morning. Once again, it didn't pass the Meg test. And three years later, I was right. Took a long way, long one to come right on that one, but it did. Um, always trust your gut, right? No, but you, you, you need to follow a few people, follow the people that, that like matter, like Adam Mazzari, the head of Instagram and threads, like they are the people working there. They're the ones that are going to tell you the truth. Um, you also need to be chronically online like me. Um, but also I think follow a lot of people and then you take the consensus. You take a bit of A, B, C, and you make your own decisions out of that. Hmm. And what about measuring the success of your social campaigns? What kind of things should businesses be looking at? Every campaign is going to be slightly different. I mean, we ran a campaign. I know followers are not the end all be all and it doesn't matter. It's not about followers. It is very much not about followers. However, sometimes it is. And for one client, they just wanted to get to 10,000 followers. That's just, it was a number that they wanted to get to. And so for us, we ran a campaign that was strategic about putting effective content out there that would grow the follower base to get them to 10,000 by a significant anniversary for that, right? So was it effective? Yes, we reached that follower count, right? So that's what we measured. Did we have engaging content that was about following, you know, growing the followers? So the content was about there. Make sure you're following us as we celebrate this milestone event. But generally speaking, it's, you know, are we increasing our reach? Are we increasing our engagement? Are we increasing our comments, our shares, our saves? It's, it's, it's that kind of stuff that you're looking for. Yeah. And um, you mentioned, you know, that you're scheduling stuff a month in advance. Is that something you would advise businesses do? It makes life a lot easier. You know, if, if you're trying to post every single day, it is hard because you have a million other things to do. Um, so we, we sat down, we create our content calendars, especially if you have to get approval from clients, right? Uh, we, we picked up a new client and we, you know, in that first week we were having to get every single post approved and oh my gosh, that was hard. It was hard on us and hard on the client. Um, so we sit down, we write our content calendars out a month in advance. We, we get it all planned. We find all the images, we find all the links, we send it to the client, we get it approved. Um, and then we sit down, uh, we use a program called Sked Social and we get it all loaded up. Uh, and then it is set there. We can see it all visually planned. Um, and then it's done and it's ready for us. Um, we can put our hashtags in, we can put whatever we need in and then it's done. And then all we have to do throughout the month is the community management. And then as the individual sort of ad hoc post comes in, you know, the things, the random things that aren't planned, we just fit them in as needed. It makes life a lot easier, saves us a lot more time. It's a lot more, a lot more effective. Um, yeah, you got to plan, you got to schedule. And what about AI? Are you using AI at all to help you with brainstorming or anything? Yeah, we use it. Um, we use it probably daily for different things. Um, you know, one of the guys on my team, he used he used it the other day, some generative AI to backfill a photo. I just needed a photo extended just a little bit more. Something was supplied to us by a client. 
that um, just, I just needed a little bit more on the image. So he helped us with that. Um, we use ChatGPT all the time. Um, I used it the other day to help me do a forecast for State of Social um, to help me try and do some some planning on some numbers. I just wanted to see what it you know what it could do on some some number forecasting. I don't like it for captions. We tried for captions, and for us, it just it didn't it doesn't know. We have good copywriters. Let us write our captions. <laughs> but uh, would you do you think for business owners that are having to do all this themselves that maybe they should lean into that kind of generative AI to help them with some of those social tasks? Oh my gosh, yes. Like it's fantastic. And if you're not using it, you're missing out. Um, it's the ideas, you know, like I've had it, even though the captions are bad that it gives us, it still gives us like 10 ideas or, you know, 20 ideas that we could then go, oh, okay, well, maybe that one is, that's a, that's a good start. How can we go down this? Or like, you know, can you give me 20, like, I'm really like, I'm, I'm up against a wall. Can you give me 20 ways, especially if you're in a business, like, Tourism and hospitality is easy, let's be honest, right? Like, if you're a plumber, how many ways do you talk about a pipe? <laughs> right? Like, how many ways? How many ways? So put it in ChatGPT and be like, can you give me, and, and, and the better prompts you are, the better results you get, right? So like put the prompt in and oh, I'm gonna give you a hint at the end of this. I'm gonna give you, a, I'm gonna give you, oh, I love this. This is one of the best tips I've ever given. Okay, so, but put your prompt in and be like, you know, you know, I'm an award-winning copywriter, right? Cause you gotta describe who you are. I'm an award-winning copywriter. Please give me 10 exciting ways to write a social media caption about a pipe, right? It's gonna give you the best ways to do it. Now, here's my hot tip for ChatGPT. Before you hit enter, ask it, do you have any questions before you answer this? Ooh. Yeah. Someone taught me that one. It's been a game changer. By putting that, do you have any questions? What it will often do is make it analyze everything that you've put in and then come back to you with a couple really good questions that then make even you think, and then it'll, you put a little bit more information in and it comes back to you with an even better brief or a better response or a better whatever. That's my hot tip for ChatGPT. Do you have any questions before <laughs> That's an excellent tip. Oh, Meg, I can't believe it, but I think we're out of time. That's just gone so quickly. <laughs> it's been such a good chat. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much for joining me on the show. And good luck with the with the conference next year. I'm sure we'll speak to you before then, though. So, I appreciate it. Have a wonderful Christmas. Yes, you too. And a lovely summer break if you're taking some time off. Yes, to you as well. All right. Thank you.